Hey mama, I'm Ashley, and this is the Maverick Mompreneur Podcast, where you're free and encouraged to own your desire to create and scale an impactful, discoverable online brand and business in the midst of motherhood. A business that's aligned with your mission, lifestyle desires, personality, and zone of genius without wasting your time on the hustle and grind hamster wheel that is social media. Can I get an amen? Sis, you are a maverick, an original, willing to stand out in your authenticity, defy expectations, and do life and business outside the box. In our world, if it's not aligned with who we are, it's a hard pass or a brave pivot. So if you're here for the powerful identity shift and transformation from boss babe or boss mom to aligned CEO, building a one of a kind, influential, hustle-free online business that will produce long-term impact and multiple streams of income through SEO, affiliate marketing, and courses while building yourself in the process, well, pop in those AirPods, grab that cup of coffee or glass of wine, and let's get growing. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Maverick Mompreneur podcast. I'm your host, Ashley, and I am so glad that you're joining me for episode 86. We are going to be diving into the concept of defining success on our own terms and really breaking free from the concept of income and revenue being the sole measure of achievement in our online businesses. We're going to talk about indicators of success, mindset shifts, all of the things. I do have to say from the outset, this is the third time I am recording this episode. And no, not because I'm a perfectionist. I literally don't know what happened. I recorded this last week. It was about 45 minutes. So I anticipate that this version will be shorter because I've had so much practice. I've had literally two dress rehearsals for this episode. So the fortunate thing from an editing standpoint, it will either be very inexpensive or if I choose to just do it myself, it won't take me much time, but it should be very good because I've had a lot of time to think and speak about this topic and I am very passionate about it. And so whenever mistakes like that happen and I won't get into what I, what I think I did wrong, but episode 86, that's never happened. So I feel like, mm, all right, I'm doing okay. But whenever something like that happens, something that's a failure or a mistake, I always know that it's adding up for me and for you. And so I feel like there's going to be something in this episode that I wouldn't have said in either of those other, well, one and a half recordings. So if there is something that hits with you, as the kids say, or resonates, please let me know. So leave a review or even DM me on Instagram or share this episode and tag me with the takeaway. It will make me feel better for wasting literal hours of my life that I do not have to waste. So anyway, let's get back into my intro. For so many years, at least as long as I can remember being in online business, and even before then, even in my previous career as a special education teacher and then administrator, society conditions us to believe that success is synonymous with a specific amount of income. And typically it's an annual income, like six figures. And now in the online space, seven figures, eight figures, but this is a really limited definition and it doesn't capture, in my opinion, the true essence of success. And so today I want to really speak with you about shattering that definition and creating an entirely new one for yourself. And yes, it can include revenue goals, of course, but that encompasses other measures of achievement. On a personal note, I am actually going to take a little bit of a podcast sabbatical at the end of July because Taylor, my daughter Taylor, and I are going to go out to South Carolina to visit our family. 
my entire family is in South Carolina. Taylor and I are the only ones out here on the West Coast. And so I just want to be present and spend time with my family and with Taylor. And so I'm going to take a one, maybe two weeks off of the podcast and just ease off the gas a little bit when it comes to work. And that is intentionally designed. And that's one of the indicators of success for me is having that flexibility of schedule and being able to arrange things and determine when I'm going to be able to take a break and not have to ask anyone for that. So just a little preview of a measure of success. Before we dive in and rethink success together, I wanted to let you know that if you have been considering working with me one-on-one as your coach, I will have one, possibly two spots for one-on-one coaching opening in August. To be the first to know when those spots do open up, you're going to want to sign up for the wait list and that's at elevatedwithashley.com forward slash wait list. It's free and when you sign up, you get immediately put into a monthly drawing for a free coaching call and business audit with me. These calls are exclusively for members of the wait list. So if you are considering mentorship and you would really like to elevate what it is that you're doing in the online business world with me as your guide, definitely hop on the wait list. So let's dive right into this. We have got to let go of the traditional yardstick, if you will, of success being a certain amount of annual or monthly income. And I too have fallen into the trap of not feeling like I was successful if I wasn't at a certain income level. I remember that I used to perceive success or being a quote unquote real business owner online as being tied to making a certain amount. And of course, part of being successful in business is being able to cover your bills, being able to be profitable and all of these things. But to that point, it's so interesting because in traditional business, we don't have this expectation that a business would be instantly profitable. In fact, it takes most a few years to get out of the red because they've invested so much initially into their business. However, when it comes to an online business, business, if you don't go from zero to six figures real quick, then somehow you've missed the mark. But that's the whole point of this episode is talking about what are the other indicators of success along your journey toward achieving the financial goals that you have for your business. So if you don't have the goal of seven figures, I personally do not have that goal. And I know this is not going to be super aspirational for some of you. If you're looking for a coach that's like, yes, seven figures, eight figures, I'm not your girl because what comes along with that typically in the business model that I have, I would need to have and support a large team. And I do not want that for my life and my business. That sounds very stressful to me. Let's just say I like having my one support team member and wherever we get with that, I will be happy, but I don't have the goal of seven figures just basically because mo money, mo problems, right? In a sense, tax bracket, all of those things. You have to determine what does success financially mean for you in addition to a more holistic personal definition of success that's an authentic reflection of who you actually are, what truly matters to you. And this whole thing is about honoring your personal values, pursuing your personal passions, and creating a life and business 
business, because as we know, they can be very intertwined, that aligns with truly who you are and your deepest desires in life. Nowadays, I see success in a lot of different ways. So things like lifestyle, lifestyle by design, you've heard that phrase before, but I really do think that's true. Time freedom, doing something that I love and getting paid to do it, my client's happiness and their results, and having the bandwidth to feel like I can be truly present and intentional wherever I am. And I don't want that to change. And I would rather keep those indicators of success than scale to a point where I'm making a ton more money, but those things are compromised. So for me, you can kind of get a glimpse into my personal definition of success, but how do we go about defining this personal definition of success, these personal metrics? Well, it begins with self-reflection. And so I'm actually going to guide you through a series of exercises. And there is a worksheet for this. If you want to press pause, go click the link in the show notes, grab this worksheet along with a whole bunch of other things. I actually put it into my free personal brand toolkit. If you don't have that yet, go to elevatedwithashley.com forward slash toolkit. You put in your name, email, and then you get access to this vault of free resources. And I just added this one in the other day. If you do have the toolkit, just log in. It's loaded in there. There's also a, what did I put in last week? Oh, it's a to-do checklist that I made in Canva and I hope you love it. It helps me stay organized. So I decided to add it in there for you. All right. So now that you're back, hopefully with your toolkit, or at least with something that you can write with, I want you to take a moment to consider what truly matters to you beyond income. Is it having the freedom to spend quality time with your family? Is it making a positive impact on others' lives? Is it finding true fulfillment and joy in the work that you're doing? Those are the types of things that you want to embrace as a more global definition of success. So let's get into these. I'm actually going to do three, maybe four of these exercises because I don't want this recording to be quite as long as the other one was. And then you can go to the worksheet and you can do the additional ones. But the goal for this is to gain some clarity and create a definition that's going to feel authentic and aligned with your unique aspirations and values. So the first one's going to be a values assessment. If you haven't ever taken a core values assessment, there's lots of free ones online. Take one of those. Really, you can probably do any. I can't remember the one that I took, but the principles and beliefs that are most important to you in life and business will be revealed through the values assessment. And so this first assignment, if you will, is to make a list of your core values and reflect on how your current definition of success aligns with those values. Are there any areas of discrepancy where you feel like there's a lack of alignment? And then what adjustments or additions can you make to align your definition of success to your core values? So to give you an example, one of my core values are actually the two strongest core values for me in life and in business are authenticity and integrity. And so for me, any time something is out of alignment with one of those two, I get really antsy and I'm not satisfied. And to me, I would rather make less money than have any one of those things feel out of alignment. So this speaks to, if you've ever listened to my episode on why I stopped team building in social selling, particularly why would I do that if I was a top 2% leader and making good money? Well, because my definition of success includes 
includes feeling in full integrity and authenticity. And if something doesn't feel that way and I make tweaks and adjustments and it still doesn't feel that way, I cannot do it. I would rather sacrifice income than to sacrifice those two measures because they are more important to me and make me feel more successful as a business person than to hang on to some thousands of dollars per month. So this is very, very important because in my opinion, at the end of the day, if you're making six figures or seven figures, but your core values are not in alignment with your business and the way that you've built it, that's not going to feel good. And so this is important at any stage in business, but especially if you're not yet making the amount of money that you would like to make eventually. Okay. Once you have done your values assessment, I want to do a little bit of a visualization exercise with you. And visualization is so important to achieving any of our goals. But for this particular exercise, I want you to close your eyes. Yes, go ahead and do it. I want you to close your eyes and imagine your ideal life and business. So what does it look like? How are you spending your time? How are you spending your days? Who are you surrounded by? What activities do you do that bring you joy and fulfillment? And I want you to spend some time and actually just really think through that and visualize it and then take note of the elements that stand out to you as you do the visualization. And those things are going to be pieces that can give you insight into your personal definition of success beyond income. I don't don't think you're going to be visualizing yourself as Scrooge McDuck swimming around in a pool of money. So what are those things around you? What are important? Is it you're with your family a lot? Is it going out to eat? Are you spending a lot of time outdoors doing hobbies? What is it that your ideal life and business looks like? Are you supporting a huge team? Are you working by yourself? Are you working in coffee shops? I want you to visualize it all and really take note of all of it. The next thing that I would like you to do is to reflect back on your past achievements. So think back to a moment or moments in your life when you felt super successful or you felt really fulfilled or you felt accomplished. And these can be big things or small things. And it can be related to anything, academics, friendships, relationships. But consider what made those specific moments meaningful. Was it the impact that you had on someone else? Was it a sense of your own personal growth? Was it feeling really aligned with the decisions that you were making with your values? So think back on as many of those past achievements as you can and really more of the meaning behind that, why those things were meaningful. And this is going to shed light onto the aspects of success that are actually important to you because for a lot of these things, they're probably not going to be tied to money. So I'm going to leave the other two exercises in the toolkit in that worksheet that I have for you. There's some journal prompts to help guide you through figuring out your personal definition of success, but I hope that you'll really take the time to do that so that you can determine what is truly going to be fulfilling to you and bring you happiness. And then once you figure out what your actual personal success metrics are, to me, it's really important and exciting really to measure your progress. So here are some suggestions for measuring your progress in those elements that are outside of financials. So one thing that you can do is to set milestones for yourself and celebrate achievements. So what I do and what I guide those in the Maverick Society membership through, or if you take my intentional personal growth and profit 
Planning Masterclass at the start of the year. We set milestones per quarter based on the goals that you have for the overall year. So what do you want to get done in six months? What do you want to get done in a year? And set milestones along the way. And then part of the journey is celebrating achievements. So you finished that course on how to set up a podcast. You're going to celebrate that achievement. That's huge. You did it. Yay. Not when you launched your podcast and hit your first 100,000 downloads, then you feel successful and like you can celebrate. No, no, no. I see so many women who are so smart, so amazing, so successful by my definition placed upon them, but they're not celebrating their journey because they're always seeking towards this perfection and this ultimate goal when life is short. We never know how many days, how many years we have. So it's important to celebrate all along the way and to feel good about what it is that you're doing. So whether it's a revenue milestone, which it might be, whether it's completing a significant project, whether you receive an awesome testimonial where you know that you've created impact, acknowledge and reward yourself for your hard work and your progress. And this is going to help you to keep motivated, build momentum. It's so important. I just, for my membership, I just ordered these Celebrate the Journey candles. They're personalized for them. And I'm literally, as part of our membership, making us celebrate together. It sounds kind of culty and I actually don't really care because I really want that to be so much a part of the culture of that membership is celebrating the journey. Another thing to track your progress and make sure that you are making progress in these other areas, such as personal growth, is regularly evaluating and adjusting the goals that you have. So setting goals for yourself, such as I'm going to read 23 books in 2023 that are personal or professional development based. So maybe out the gate, that sounded really good, but it was too aggressive based on some things that are happening in your life. So evaluate, all right, how is that working out? Am I feeling overwhelmed by that number? Do I need to dial that back to make it more manageable? Am I reading, you know, five pages a day or 10 pages a day? And what would that really just to, or maybe you've blown through 20 books and you've got six months left. And so checking in and making sure that that goal and those metrics are still aligned with where you're at in life, your ever evolving definition of what it means to be successful and adjusting to meet your own needs. Sometimes our priorities change. Sometimes the things we aspire to do change. So you have to be flexible with yourself. For example, if you're in social selling and you decide that you either want to switch companies, whole another topic, or step away from what you're doing and make a pivot into coaching or another business and your income in that company dips accordingly over time as it would, maybe your revenue goal for the year or for the quarter changes and you readjust that because what you're doing is making a decision that aligns with your core values And so then you look at other metrics of success and what you need to accomplish. So maybe that's then either hiring a coach to learn how to put together your own coaching packages more quickly and you do that. And so you celebrate your investment or you take a course and you are figuring out how to get this business off the ground and launched. Okay, yay, you did it. You completed it. You land your first client. Maybe that doesn't replace the income that you had, but yay, amazing. So you're reevaluating and adjusting your goals based on where you're at now. This next one is huge and it's to seek out accountability and support from either a friend, a mentor, an accountability partner, a mastermind, a membership, but having regular check-ins with 
people who understand and support your definition of success. If you surround yourself with people who are solely money motivated and they're all seeking to, I'm thinking of, you know, certain cohorts of online coaches that their philosophy is just charge as much as can reasonably be gotten away with and create this sort of pyramid scheme of pay to play. And, you know, everyone wants to be making a million, gajillion dollars. If you're in that kind of mentality, that's fine. But if you are trying to create your own definition of success and you're in those groups or like-minded groups there, you're always going to feel lesser than you're going to feel like they don't get it. Why you would make these decisions that wouldn't align with just scaling your income to the moon as quickly as possible, regardless of time, the value you provide, the ethics of it, and all of the things. Not to throw shade, and that's a whole nother episode, but I think it is so important to be with a group of like-minded individuals who have similar goals and values and can support each other's journeys along the way. That's super beneficial. And I think even for your mental health, we always naturally will compare ourselves to the people that we're around. And so you have to sometimes look around and see, are these people, do they have the same heart as me? Do they have the same goals as me? And if they don't, that's okay. But you can't compare your journey to anyone else's, especially if they don't share your same core values. This next piece is the key, in my opinion, to feeling successful and controlling your success no matter what. And that is to embrace your own learning and growth. Because if you embrace that as a measure of success, which I'm going to say that I think that you should, then no matter what happens, you're being successful. So even if you have setbacks, even if you have challenges, even if you have failures, if you can truly adopt those as opportunities for your own learning and growth and see those as stepping stones towards your success because they are, you're always successful. So you can control seeking out opportunities to improve yourself, whether through courses or a masterclass or networking with other people or reading more books about your industry. You can always feel successful because it's not just about the outcomes that you create, but the knowledge, the skills, the personal growth that you gain along the way. And truly as a personal brand, your biggest asset is yourself. So the more that you can learn and grow and develop who you are being and who you are becoming, that That is so much more magnetic than what you're doing. There's a lot of people in your industry, in your niche, who are doing similar things, but no one can be who you are being and become who you are becoming. And that really is up to you to develop and to pour into your own growth so that you can make a greater and greater impact. It is invaluable. I don't know if you thought about this as you've been listening to this episode so far, but the elephant in the room is, okay, so this is great. This sounds all pie in the sky, happy, pappy. We're creating our own individual definitions of success. But how do we combat the continued prevalence of this mentality that a certain income level indicates that you are successful? And trust me, I get it. As an online business coach, a big part of my job is teaching women how to make money online. And so I can't do that without also 
making money online. So I understand the pressures to highlight that aspect of success, but I hope that you see a shift in my marketing because I want to highlight these other elements of success that are truly more important. And I feel like I can create a bigger impact in someone's life if I can convince them to live in alignment with their core values and the things that actually make them feel happy and fulfilled along the journey than seeking for some random arbitrary amount of money if that's not what they need to live the lifestyle that they want. So for some people, they really want this opulent luxury lifestyle, and that does require a certain amount of money to cover your bills and be able to do that. But if that is not your definition of success, why are we chasing that? So here's some tips on how to deal with those pressures around us. It is not easy to go against the grain, but I think it's essential to your well-being and your fulfillment. End of story, period. Except not really, because now I'm going to talk about the tips. So firstly, and I know, I know core value coming in here, but embrace your authenticity. So you have to solidly within your own self, recognize that your personal definition of success might be different than the expectations of others or the norms online. But you have to embrace that. You have to embrace your own uniqueness and stay true to your values and aspirations, which hopefully will be part of your definition of success. You are on your own journey. I want you to keep those blinders on and stop comparing yourself to others. If you have to unfollow everyone in your industry, do that. Comparison is a trap. It's doing one of two things. One, it's either putting yourself below someone else. And why are you talking crap to yourself? You wouldn't do it to anyone else. So don't do it. Don't put yourself beneath someone. But also on the flip side, you're either putting yourself beneath someone someone or you're putting yourself above someone. And that is not good either. That's from a place of ego. So focus on your own progress, your growth, rather than seeking validation from other people, from external sources. It has to come from within. If you can nail that, the amount of happiness and fulfillment that you will feel is astronomical. And this is coming from someone who was a super validation seeker in every area of life. I am a almost recovered people pleaser, maybe leaning towards the other direction, but I'm going to harness that and use it for good and impact because I have learned this the hard way in life and in business. Kind of along those lines, another thing that you can do to help to confront the norms and expectations and buck the system, if you will, is to seek constructive feedback and seek input only from those people who you know, understand you, understand your definition of success, and can give Give you feedback based on those things. So ultimately you need to be making the decisions that align with your own vision, with your own definition of success, but input from others, wise counsel, if you will, is very important. So if you have a mentor, if you have an advisor, if you have a peer, a mastermind group, a membership group who understand your goals and definition of success, you can definitely consider their input along the journey. And sometimes that's going to go along with your thought process. And sometimes they might give you something that is 
food for thought and something that you hadn't thought about before that you could be doing differently. And you can know that if it comes from them, it comes from a place of understanding of your goals and not just here's how to make the most money. I once had a coaching call and the coach is fantastic. She's really great. She has a different definition of success than mine. And the way that she was recommending for me to scale my revenue was basically to double my prices just double my rates for everything and just increase the rates. But that doesn't align with my personal definition of success or my core values and for many reasons. And so I had to take that with a grain of salt and some of the value of receiving coaching and receiving mentorship or advice from someone who isn't in alignment with those things, not that they're wrong, but who isn't in alignment with your core values is that you can feel bolstered in the reason that you do things the way that you do. And there's so much value in that. And I definitely gained value from that. In fact, I have lowered my prices. I have done things at a lower price point than ever and have found more success since doing that. And so that's like a whole nother, again, I keep saying that's a whole nother episode. I'm jotting these things down for future episodes for the rest of the year, because gosh, I've learned a lot of lessons in the last, I'd say six months or so. Okay. Two more. I could kind of go on and on, but one thing is to educate your audience, educate others around you about what your personal definition of success is and why it matters to you. Like let's create a little ripple effect of this, right? Help other people to understand through your marketing, through the things that you say, understand what are your values? What are your goals? Understand your priorities and what are the indicators that you prioritize? I follow this one coach and I love, so she has a seven figure business, but she's intentionally choosing because she now has a child. She's intentionally choosing to not continue scaling, to just ease off the brakes because she wants to spend time with her child and it's a different season of life. And so she's been really in her marketing, highlighting the fact that she's making that choice. She is not continuing to scale her business at this moment. She is maintaining, but her priorities are different. And so I think showing your audience those things, showing them celebrating your achievements and milestones outside of just your financial success is really important and helps you to be a leader, be an authority, stand out differently in some cases in your industry. I think for some industries, this is obviously easier than others for those of us who are in businesses where part of it is helping others to make money online, this is a real big factor. And so that's mainly I'm talking to you, but I think for everyone, regardless of whether that's something that is forward facing in your business or not, it's something that goes on behind the scenes in our minds. Are we successful if we're not making this amount of money? So this is important all the way around for whichever industry you're in, whatever your niche is. And then last but not least, I feel like I've talked about this all along the way, but really focus focusing on your inner peace, your inner contentment, and your inner fulfillment. If you have all of those things and you feel good and aligned, you're going to be so much more magnetic. You're going to be so much more impactful and effective when you do show up and when you do take those aligned actions and when you are present in your day-to-day life. So placing more emphasis on those things rather than seeking external validation, rather than chasing these carrots of certain income amounts that are totally arbitrary and reflecting on how you are defining success and making sure it aligns with your purpose. It aligns with your inner 
values, with who you are, with who you want to be, those are going to be the things that will, at the end of the day, at the end of your life, you will be so happy that you placed your focus there and all along the journey, no matter how much money you're making in your business, whether it's, you know, 5,000 a month, 15,000 a month, 50,000 a month, 100,000 a month, whatever it is, if you can keep that inner peace, that fulfillment, that contentment, that is goals to me. So I highly recommend if you can hear one thing from this episode is to focus on that and some practical ways that I personally do this and I could always be better. But in my Google calendar, I schedule everything, right? So I schedule things for Taylor. I schedule things for my personal life. I schedule obviously all my client work, my client calls, my project work. I schedule everything, but I also schedule my workouts because to me, My workouts and my walks are a very important part of my mental health, my overall well-being, keeping my cortisol levels low, the walking part, not so much the working out part, that sometimes increases them, but that's neither here nor there. And then I also schedule in time for reading and reflecting. It literally says read and reflect, and I have that scheduled into each of my work days at least. And then I also have scheduled in time with friends. Now I'm an introvert, and so I could literally go for, I don't know, some Sometimes it's been months without connecting with friends. At least I used to do that, but I find now I need to be intentional about that because I do love my people so much and I want to pour into them. I want to connect, but it's easy for me to have time go by without that time for connection. And I know that it's part of my self-care. So scheduling in what fulfills you is so key. Maybe that's going out on your paddleboard once a month, whatever it is, make sure that you're scheduling in that time. And self-care is not selfish. You've probably heard that saying before, but it bears repeating because I think especially as women, we feel that taking time to take care of ourselves and not take care of just everyone else around us constantly is selfish, but guaranteed, Let me tell you from experience, if you do take care of yourself well, you are going to take care of those around you so much better. You're going to be so much more present and your presence is so much more important than the things that you are doing. So in the same way that in our business as personal brands, we are more magnetic by who we are being and who we are becoming than what we are doing in our real personal everyday lives and interactions, as well as those with our clients and our customers, it really is so much more about who you are being in that moment with them and your presence than what you are doing for someone else. We as humans can pick up on that energy. We can pick up on that presence. We know who is there with us and that is an invaluable gift that you can give to anyone in your life. So take care of yourself. Don't think of it as selfish. Surround yourself with people who get it, like-minded individuals who are going to understand and also celebrate the version of success that you have for your life and your business. And I know if there's enough of us who do this and there's enough of us who honor our personal definitions of success and honor the definitions of success of other people and just celebrate growth, celebrate these things that make us unique individuals and make life so rich and worthwhile and meaningful, we can overcome these norms and feel so much more fulfilled than just continuing on with these arbitrary 
standards for what it means to be successful. And I can tell you the first year that I hit six figures in my business, and yes, I do have an ebook, ironically, side business to six figure personal brand. And that's, uh, that is also in the toolkit. But the first year that I hit six figures, I was so out of alignment with all of these other definitions of success. I was a train wreck internally. And in years when I've made less than six figures, such as 2022, I was so happy, so fulfilled, felt so much more successful all the way around, and I didn't quite hit six figures. So it goes to show you, it's not about this number. Yes, that's like, especially in online business coaching, it's kind of the holy grail, but I now no longer look at it as the only way to feel successful. If that were the case, then last year I would have been devastated. Oh no, I didn't hit six figures, but I was really successful in all of the ways that matter to me, and I could still pay my bills. So Anyway, I hope you found this episode helpful and that you embrace all of the different sides of you and the facets of you that make you unique because those are the things that make you stand out and why the people meant for you will truly love you. And that has nothing to do with how much money you make. So if you hear nothing else, I want you to know that you are special, you are unique. Please feel free to do life and business outside of what other people have placed as expectations upon you in order to maintain alignment and integrity with who you are authentically, who you are becoming. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you guys so much. I appreciate your support. I appreciate your time, your attention. And until next episode, as always, cheers to your impact. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. My goal is to help as many women in business online as possible to build strong, powerful, aligned, and profitable personal brands. The best way to show you appreciate this content is to screenshot and share on your social media or share with your team. Actually, even better would be to also leave a review for the podcast on whichever platform you're listening on. If you are looking for any additional support, you can always reach me via email at hello at elevatedwithashley.com. You can DM me on Instagram at Ashley R. Latimer or join us in the free Elevate Academy for brand building, maverick marketers, and mom entrepreneurs Facebook community. Can't wait to chat with you next week.